Hi, I'm Jameson Newlander, Alan Frog from The Lost Boys, and you're watching the Frog Brothers Podcast. Let me get a it's refreshment time, folks. I'm just going to go watch a movie. Do you like scary movies? I don't watch movies. I have to return some videotapes. You have a TV? No. I just like to read the TV guide. Read the TV guide. I don't need a TV. Books, records, films, these things matter. Call me shallow. It's the fucking truth. Over 1,600 titles. Each for rent at just $2 the first night and only a... called television and on this invention they show shows right it's a laser disc okay one channels 18 24 6387 and welcome to the frog brothers podcast with your hosts justin and alec execute episode 66 Uh, Yoda. Yoda getting blown. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting mm. way to start things. Mm. Mm. The balls, you rust cup. <laughs> Coming, I'm about to. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Swallow, you must. <laughs> Wink your butthole, you must. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to hell when I die. I'm going to go to hell when I die. Pretty much. Hey, welcome to episode 66 of the Frog Brothers Podcast. I'm Justin. This I'm is Alec. Alec. And uh, this little critter over here is Nicholas. Nick. Producer boy. Aaron boy. Only 600 more episodes and we'll be 666. Oh, we're 600 episodes shy away of being Satanists. Yay. <laughs> yeah, baby. That'll be a party. We're going to get there, though, too. So don't you mm-hmm. worry about that. So... Mm, so, anything good in the news this week? Um, that's only eleven and a half years. Dead air. Yeah, thanks for the awkwardness. Twenty thirty-two guys. Twenty thirty-two guys. Twenty thirty-three. Twenty thirty-two and an eight. When the hell is twenty thirty-two and an eight? Wait a minute. Does it say that in the Bible? What's in the news? In the news. So. One of our Midland Empire Ghostbusters members was at the Walmarts and found that they have some of the Afterlife uh, cake toppers available. The little pretty sheets you can have put on your cake. That's fucking that? A, man. Yep. Who found that? Jacob. Jacob. Toasty! Pretty sweet. Who will be celebrating his birthday this Saturday? I, I want to get a cake like that. I'm assuming he's got that. Happy birthday, Jacob. I'll just have to see if they can sell me that if it's uh, not using any animal products. Put on my own fucking cake. Yeah. Because I don't think Walmart's going to be the type that uh, has... Vegan options? Yeah, vegan cake. I don't know. Well, they, um... They like money. Not that much. You know what I did this week? I watched The Lost Boys uh, deleted scenes. And what'd you learn? Nothing really. <laughs> <laughs> they were deleted for a reason. There wasn't anything super incredible where I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that's a deleted scene. Yeah. There was not a lot... Of interesting stuff on there. Um, however, the other special features on there are very interesting on the Blu-ray. If you have not perused them, I also watched a lot of them. There's a little bunch of little docu series type. Well, maybe things. if you had invited us over, we could have watched it with you. 
I mean, you know, this is like three in the morning. Getting yeah, he's up home up those from hours. I'm up. Film set shit. I don't like, know if I want to drive across the KC Metro to get here, but at three in the morning. Why? No traffic. Not not when you're getting s- laid. Snuggle Alec all you want. Mm. Nick's a bottom. You'd be fine. Power bottom. Yeah, that's get fine. It right. You guys do what you need to do. You guys got your only fans. So. We're just going to jump right into content because I didn't Are really we, fucking pay I attention. Actually, to I was also going to say that uh, um, we did an interview with Jameson Newlander last week. If you didn't check that out yet, um, it's on our YouTube. You can watch the interview or it's on our podcast feed. You can just listen to it. But I recommend watching it because you can see us smile and fall in love with a, a much older man. Um, not the first time this has happened, of course. Last time, uh, you know, uh, wait. I guess we shouldn't talk about that. Um, Billy, you ever seen a grown man naked? Um, no, he's great. That interview was awesome. Check it out. Um, they're possibly working on a Frog Boys. Frog bro- Boys. Frog Boys. Frog Boys. Frog Boys, mm. Frog Boys podcast. That prequel? That's going to be the... Yeah, we'll do a comic prequel on it. So the Frog yeah. Babies. It's like Muppet Babies. Frog Brothers Babies. In a comic book form, that'd be kind of fun to see them meet a vampire for the first time. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, check that out. Yeah, I also subscribed to Shudder this week, and I've been watching a bunch of Last Drive-In. Nice. Shudder is rules. great. Yeah. Enjoyed that quite a bit. I watched Jack Frost for the first time, which we're going to be covering probably this December, I've decided, because it fucking ruled. Oh, you the watch horror, the horror one? Uh, I can't remember if I have or not. I want to say I know. Shannon Elizabeth is in that. No shit. Yeah. Hmm. In the horror one. Yeah. Interesting. And she's like very, almost naked. Like there's an extensive sequence where she's in the bathtub and then the water starts to freeze while she's in it. And the guy, uh, well, I won't spoil it for you, but there is definitely snowman rape in this movie with his Jesus carrot Christ. nose. His carrot nose. Too cold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, besides that, I guess we'll move on to. Uh, uh, one of our old segments, which we haven't done in uh, just a little bit. The series is Loki. Yes. The source is Disney Plus. The erections are valid. Wow. So we screwed up and we didn't cover the first episode last week, so we're going to cover... We're doing a twofer. Definitely a twofer one. And I wrote almost no notes down, but... Yeah, we kind of talked through the second episode, so... Yeah. Um, I think it's it's just like the other series where it's a little slow going at first and it's going to get good. Yeah. With well, the TV series, you have to do some building, right? Story building that you know, kind you know, of accelerate that a little bit in a movie. I still think it's kind of interesting, though. Maybe more interesting than the start of the other shows because of all the Well, yeah, the first one was very interesting. The on. second one kind of had a slow build. I, uh, again, I'd have to watch it again, too, because we got distracted. But Yeah, I'll definitely rewatch. Well, episode two kicks into it a little bit more, but episode one, we really just kind of get the foundation of the show, right? They explain the TVA, what they are. Kind of get that background information and why Loki's there and how they usually just kill variants. And they're just like, yeah. Um, it 
That episode and like the TVA just gave me Blade Runner vibes. Oh yeah, for sure. Because there's somebody hunting down somebody that's a variant or Yeah. And even the costumes for some of that stuff kinda had those vibes. So I like that throwback and then Oh, and Wilson's a great in this in this role, right? He's not quite as high pitched and obnoxious, but he's still like the classic Owen Wilson, you know, so he's doing he's a old. good job. Yeah. Olden Wilson. Yeah, Olden Wilson. Oldie Wilson. Wow. Nick's over here ignoring us and texting, so good not, job. Not texting. Good job, producer boy. Yeah. Um it looks very retro future. Late seventies, early eighties, even sixties sometimes and fifties influences in there. Yeah, I like the old school vibe that T V A has for their technology, even though it's very advanced, right? It looks very old school just with the colors, the shapes of all the pieces in there so that's really fun to see that that's mixed with everything which i think ties back well to wandavision right with the, some of the throwback episodes of you seeing those old things on there so yeah i like how there's a little bit of growth between there and then you obviously get I've the got old... a growth between here no you don't if you got cancer we should get to get it removed that was a good timing on that one he's like where is it where is it, where is it? Uh, you ever, i actually uh, almost used just the genuine laugh track but i thought it'd be funnier to use one where it's Alf. implies that somebody's full of himself and not actually being funny i kill me did you uh that's weird that you played that one right after we mentioned cancer so did you find I, your smoke weed every day clip or no, figure out why it's, it disappeared it's, it's gone off of here for some reason uh-oh he yeah. lost it to the abyss yeah, maybe... Um, you didn't replace it yet? Maybe Dr. Drake came after me and just deleted it <laughs> off my computer. Probably. They're probably like, we're just going to erase this one here. <laughs> so, Loki, episode one. What what was the key moment for you on that one? Loki, Loki. It was Loki, my favorite Loki moment in Loki. What's the key that made it Loki, your favorite Loki? Uh, that was an actual question, but if you don't have any content, you stall because you weren't actually paying attention, Nick. Mm-hmm. But nice try. Mm-hmm. Great. Good job. Nice job doing your homework. Oh, you're so cool, Brewster. But, um, Is that from Punky Brewster? You don't know what movie that's from? Not off the top of my head. Christ. <laughs> it's only a that fucking vampire-themed <laughs> movie, you dumb bastard. It's from fucking Fright Night, That's right. stupid bastard. I couldn't think of the name of it. I you dumb bastard. I knew it wasn't from... Punk Fright Night is a vampire movie, you stupid bastard. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to rewatch these again. But the first one, I liked all the, the moments where he's being processed and stuff. All those were cool. I, I wish there was a little more depth within those, but not like boring depth, just like more interesting shit. Um, I also had... It's like if fucking Martin Scorsese did Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Like, dark and grittier version of that, where it's like this space and, like, lots of out there new concepts being introduced into Marvel. Yeah. That are further able to advance the plots of the overall arc. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this series that's really going to be needed to go forward. I've already said multiverse a hundred times in this first episode. Oh, yeah, they're just trying to explain it for people that aren't ready for that shit yet. Your kids are going to love it, though. I have that somewhere. Yeah, because the kids are going to have to explain this to their parents. They're like, no, you don't understand the multiverse. I do like the little time winders that uh, Owen Wilson's using a lot, sending them back to the 
What are you? Yeah, I guess you guys aren't ready for yeah. that. <laughs> I couldn't find it. <laughs> He's high and slow. Oh man. <laughs> Me on the soundboard. Woo-hoo. So no, the time winder's funny because he was when he kept fucking with Loki when Loki tried to charge him and he'd do that and then he took the collar off and put it on the guard later. That was pretty good. Yeah. Episode two is pretty fun. I like how you're kind of building that Loki is aware and finally admits that he doesn't enjoy killing. You know, he's just kind of playing the role of like what he's expected to be. Yeah. I, I was saying like this, this guy's basically Loki's like time therapist. Exactly. He is. Yeah. And I like how at the end of episode one, Loki like winds up going back into that room just because he's fucked around enough. He doesn't have anywhere else to go. So he just goes back to where he escaped from, which is like so unlike Loki, which is amazing just to see him in there. Yeah. And then in episode uh, the, what is it? The end of one where he sees his death at the hand of Thanos and everything like that, and then he sees that he kill, he's killed his mother. All, like all the stuff in the future that this variant has no idea about, and <laughs> you know, because you've got to make this Loki have some of the charisma that dead Loki had by the time he was leaving the MCU. So, you know, you're doing a lot of legwork to kind of make that make sense you know, within a couple episodes. So by the end of episode two, you're much more on path with the Loki that actually left the MCU. So, yeah. Um, I had a good time watching this show. Yeah. You had no <laughs> idea what you're watching. No, like the second episode we were just talking throughout. So I, I can't recall it. There so, was like the supermarket scene that I remember. Yeah. So there's a certain yeah. candy that they, they got a cross reference because they basically discovered right, that right. they're hiding out in the, um, the variants hiding out in post-apocalyptic scenes because it doesn't throw off any bad vibes from the radar because they go back and test it that, you know, nothing changes when, you know, an area is already doomed. So, like, you can fuck with the timeline, but since everyone's going to die anyway, it doesn't matter. Like, mm. it's a catastrophic event. So, fun. I thought that was a pretty interesting way to do that. And then you see that they find out where this candy's at, and so they, you know, talk about some, like, flood or tornado s- scenario or hurricane or whatever, and they go back. Or they go into the future for this scenario. And, uh, you know, you kind of finally get revealed that it's a female Loki that's going in there. Hot. And changes. And she's jumping form to form to fuck with people and talk to, yeah, you know, she is. Tom. Regular Loki. Tom. Tom. His name's Tom Loki. Tom. Tom Ace. Tom, <laughs> Tom Brooks. Ah. <sighs> Well, that was really successful. <laughs> that was, um, there's going to be somebody who's like stoked. They're going to be like, oh, this, these guys are talking about Loki. That's cool. I'm going to listen to this. And they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah, like these motherfuckers. <laughs> did anybody besides Justin watch that? I smoked two blunts while I was watching two episodes we paid of Loki. pretty good attention to the first episode. To be fair, I showed up as they were watching in. the end of episode one. And then I started setting up and everyone just kind of started chatting as we were going. And I already watched these by myself, so I was good to go. Holy shit! Hallelujah! Where's the Tylenol? Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> All right, so so let's um that's Loki. We'll have these guys rewatch and kind of by episode three, they better be caught up and well versed. I have a segment for you. All right, what's the segment? This segment is called. I got that man's garbage, I got that man's trash, I 
Nick's Nick things up his ass to get give him himself pleasure. We're doing Scooby. Club Dread. Club Dread. Shut the fuck up, Nick. Brought to you by the year 2004. The Broken Lizard Comedy Troupe. Which one has better ratings on... Wouldn't you like to know? Because they're both pretty low. Uh, Scooby-Doo was pretty low. <laughs> Scooby-Doo has 2% higher than this piece of trash. Does it? Which has a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. It would still yeah, be... I, fu- I fucking loved Club Dread. I saw that in theaters when it came out. Yeah, like, oh, it's, it's the guys that did Super Troopers, and Super Troopers I obviously didn't see in theaters. That was one of those, like, hey, you've got to see this when it was... Yeah. <clears throat> obviously a cult film at that point like yeah i saw it for the DVD. first time at home as well i mean i was also fucking a child so but i was, was like holy shit this that is was a... back in the day when i could i couldn't afford you know my first first or second well shit maybe that was even my third apartment but either way but just when you're like out there living on your own and you're like okay i can't afford cable but you know i'm gonna buy some cheap dvds every now and again so i got a good deal on that probably at walmart so oh yeah yeah 2004 that's when this came out I was 13 years old. This is a great horror movie type spoof, man. Like, mm-hmm. it gets all the vibes right. And it yeah. makes sense that this came out after Scooby Doo. This is a great horror comedy because it doesn't try to spoof the horror itself too much. Because, like, the beginning scene, it feels very much like a fucking Friday the 13th or something. The beginning of it could be a Friday the 13th movie. It's hands down, like, it's just well lit on an island, but the vibes are all there. Like, that's what I mean. Like, there's actually. And they're in the woods, and they're doing tornadoes the, and titties, like the, 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 the weed and the, the scene with the fucking girl grabbing the blade. Falling like that's fucking cliff, horrifying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, how bad that would hurt, like as you fall to your death, like just slicing through your fingers. Uh, like yeah, that. it makes me cringe. That bugged me more than anything. Just that. Oh yeah, that's that's real gore right there. I need that body gore that really makes you uncomfortable to watch. Like well, you can slash somebody well, you open. Can We've all feel seen that, that a million times. So, there's yeah. a little bit of the dialogue when they're in the cave, though. The there's a lot of good dialogue. <laughs> no, I heard something, she says. And he says, uh, was it a strange sucking sound? Yeah, that yeah. guy's great. <laughs> yeah. Fucking awful. Murdered. Hey, what about my nipples? I like how there's all of a sudden like menacing shots where they try to make you think that everybody's the killer, too. Oh, yes, yeah. the whole I fucking, fucking movie. Love That's so great. Like, every time they introduce somebody new, like, they show, like, how they're the killer. <laughs> yeah, like, it's great. Uh, it's beautiful. Beautiful. Well done. Um, and also, let's talk about one of the best actors ever. Ripped to my man, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is Coconut Pete. Peeny Coladasburg, baby. Yep. And I love in the moment in the movie when he gets fucking super pissed at the girl, like, play Margaritaville. And he's like, <laughs> God damn it, I was four years ahead of that fucking song. Yeah. Totally fucking pissed off and gets up because it kills his vibe. Fucking Coconut Pete, baby. Yep. Um, He's a legend. He makes this movie, too, like... He doesn't, it's almost like he is just an extra little treat that's inserted in there. You forget he's there every now and then. You're like, ah, yes, yes. Well, he gives the purpose behind why the island is what it is. And like, he's just great in that role, even though it's not a large role. Mm -hmm. And like, you're super fucking bummed out when you find out that he's fucking dead. You're like, God damn it. Me too. I was really enjoying his character. Like, I want to see what else he could do in this stuff. Yeah. Um,. And they do throw some tropes in there, like, what's her name? Uh, Jordan Ladd is Penelope, as he calls her. <laughs> Penelope. Penelope. He grabs Penelope. her tit my to pe- look at the My Penelope. Night. And you're like, Penelope? Penelope. I like his song, uh, Ponytails, Cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... the it's fucking brilliant. The songs in there are, like, halfway decent, and it's really Bill on the, on the vocals on there, so that makes it work so well. It's beautiful. 
I don't even know what I'm referring to with this line. Because I'm really high and I wrote these <laughs> notes and I'm high now. But okay. I wrote well. body, comma, sex, comma, machete, comma, dickless. Oh, it was the dickless story. Yeah, where they both I was do trying the to summarize it. That's what yeah. that is. Okay. I, I just wrote down the word mangina because that's all you need to know. When they both do it at the True. same time and he's like gets pissed at a... What is Where's that? I'm trying to remember penis? one's character name. Yeah. I got them all written down. Yeah, so do I. But um, Putman actually stands up and does it too and he pisses off the other guy that's actually telling the story which is beautiful yeah um i like the line in peony coladasburg um my favorite line in it is bloodshot eyes and a sore mustache <laughs> a sore mustache yeah i like the implications of that hell yeah Oh, the maze is pretty cool Yeah, the pac-man maze well it's it's awesome just to see it recreated and you're like man i want to do that kind of and also, it reminds me of The Shining, so it works on, like, two levels. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's spoofing The Shining without being obnoxious about it, because it's a maze, but it's tropical, so, like, you're not even necessarily thinking that, because that's in the cold, but you know where they lifted it from, so yeah. it works well. But I love how they're dressed as the fruits and shit. Yeah, and the... When yeah. you eat the pellet, the girls take their shirts Top off, off to yeah. be blue ghosts. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the, uh, I like when the they're finally threatened or whatever by the guy, basically, and then uh, they... Have the SOS fires on the beach. Yeah. Just trying to be nonchalant. Yeah. yeah. We're having SOS fire. And I like how everyone's partying the whole time and this is going on, mm-hmm. like every night. And then when Juan sleeps with Penelope, you know, Penelope. they have that whole thing going. She's like, I'm a shelter gymnast. And her character is totally the vibes of uh, Mary Jane from Scooby Doo. Like that side female character that's interesting, you kind of want to look at, but it's not really. You could remove that character and you're still going to get through the movie, no problem. Yeah. But it's hilarious because, like, you know, she goes and does the vault on him and then he's like, ah, I think I need a few more hours to see if she's really a killer or not. (laughs) (laughs) I like uh, Sam Levine showing up for a short minute. Oh, yeah. He's got those couple little quick spots. Him in the pool. He gets killed in the pool, yeah. Him in the pool is hilarious, though, because he's talking about it's like my massive cock or whatever, my massive dong. Yeah. Yeah, he's funny in there. He's great. Um, and how young is he in there, man? It's fucking hilarious. Well, he's younger in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. He's like 15 in that, I want to say. He's probably like somewhere between 18 and 21 here. But he just looks older than he is. He, like, he looks like a 40-year-old man always, but also 12 somehow. Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. It's like a weird, yeah, it's just a, a unique individual. He's in Inglorious Bastards as well as one of the bastards. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's in a lot of cool stuff. He does a lot of podcasts these days, too. Um, one of my other favorite lines um, from Coconut Pete is, uh, you think Eddie Money has to put up with this shit? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, and then they talk about Eddie Money being part of like the all-star band they're getting ready to go out on the road with. Right. They're like, we're going to give the island to Pete's nephew. And then Pete's nephew is like, his parents are trampled at a concert put on by his uncle. And they're like, oh, he's the murderer. You know, it's all the Scooby-Doo vibes of like, who who did the killing, right? Yeah. So that's why it works so well. That's why we paired this with the the doobie of Scoobies. Um, yeah, just like the beach vibe of it. It it has a lot of parallels with Scooby Doo. Um, because they're trapped on a fucking island. Mm-hmm. I mean, a tropical island. Um, this one's obviously and spooky. They're both spooky. Well, they're both pretty spooky, yo. The kills at the end of the movie are fucking great because they're just basically making fun of every fucking jason movie ever made (laughs) 
Like, oh, they cut him in half. Like that when he like finally falls in half with the boat going around the rope over and over, mm. and then he pops out of the water again, and then they just pick him up and chuck him. Yeah. And then he finally sinks. I should have written down all the kills from this movie because well, now do I that. can't think of the other they ones. They do that on top POV of where they decapitates that girl and you see like her head spin yeah. and land next to her body. It was pretty cool. And then they have all the bodies posted up on the ceiling in that one uh, in the party room, which is pretty wild. Oh, yeah. Like that's cool that they like had all those in there available to see again. Just when you're doing horror and gore, right, a lot of that just goes away. And the fact that like someone who's keeping the bodies is fucking like nonsensical but hilarious at the same time. Yeah. Like when Jason kills someone and he strategically places them somewhere to fall at the right time. And Juan's death is pretty good because he's under the water fixing the boat and he comes up and his just like chest is split open. But it's not like his guts are falling out because where the cut is basically it's like on meat. And like I like how they did a good job of not having like guts falling out where they shouldn't have been because they could have easily gone the way out and just had it look gross. Well, that'd have been funny to me though. But yeah, I love how he likes wants one more kiss before he dies, and he's like, yeah, and he wants the girl no, to kiss. Too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want you to the kiss. Yeah, that's Steve Lemmy, which is hilarious to see him in that role because you're like, okay, he's doing a terrible accent and he's doing a Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, that was an authentic voice. Okay, are you saying Ricky Ricardo wasn't really? I'm not talking about Ricky Ricardo. I'm talking about Steve Lemmy. But that's a good accent because it sounds just like Ricky Ricardo. You say so. <laughs> Are you going to do a Ricky? No. <laughs> I was going to do a just a Ricky. Ricky Ricardo. <laughs> the name's Ricardo. Ricky Ricardo. So uh, what are you trying to say? Whenever you do that, you just sound like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Talking about. Eating Did pussy. you mean what you said back there? Did you mean what you said back there? Did you mean it? Did you mean what you said back there? <laughs> Richie, put in your bit. <laughs> he grinds his teeth. Oh, man. God, I love movies. <laughs> sounds like a Lost Boys group post. <laughs> I, love, I love movies. I, I was in a Lost Boys group, and I know that almost no one in there has found their way to this, probably. But if they have... Welcome. Joke's not on you. It's on the other people in the group who make ridiculous-ass posts like... I watched this on DVD I love the other day. Lost Boys on DVD. That is literally the post I shared the other day because I thought it was so ridiculous. Somebody posted, I love watching The Lost Boys on DVD. Now, it's interesting that they choose to be very specific about the DVD as opposed to just, I love watching The Lost Boys. She owns it on DVD, so I, she figured she'd let everyone know. There's not a clear implication that she means she wouldn't watch it on VHS, perhaps doesn't like watching it on Blu-ray, and refuses to watch it on 4K. Even though you could draw that conclusion, that's clearly not what the she person means. So that's why it's interesting that the DVD detail is inserted there. And then what's even funnier is that it had like seven likes. And some comments. Yeah. One of the comments was also, I have The Last Boys on DVD. <laughs> they took my post down. Very, very interactive. What did you, What was your post now again? I copied and pasted her post, but at the beginning I put... I love to touch myself while I watch The Lost Boys on DVD. Yeah, yeah. you wonder why you have all these Facebook fans, because you can't fucking control yourself. You have no self-control when it comes to posting on Facebook. They didn't kick me out of the group, though. Nick well, is currently in... Uh, you're in Facebook jail anyway. Facebook jail. So. Well, yeah, I'm banned from Facebook totally, but that group I could still post beforehand. We need that in a Zuckerberg voice. <laughs> right. Do not attempt to challenge my authority. Beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, beep. Or something in his native. Excuse me. I'm up past language. my bedtime. Um, well, what else we got on this one, huh? 
what are the what are the other kills in this one? Uh, obviously, you got the beginning murders. Yes, with, we talked about the blade sliding and the. Yeah. Oh, that guy got electrocuted in the pool. Yeah, that one's. Oh, fun. the TV in the yeah. pool. That's a good one. Yeah, that's Sam Levine. How did mm-hmm. how did the guy die in the maze? Did they even show it or? A lot of those are machete killing. No, they, yeah, that was a machete one, but it's funny because they put the guts that you could see all the way out at the front of the fruit costume, so it's like the fruit actually got cut open. Yeah. Like his body filled up the suit. Yeah. Like it didn't make any sense, but it was hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's just what they do, yeah. Um, even when the killer himself was dying, like they stab him in the back with a machete, and that's the fun police. Which the girl is in the beginning gets stabbed to the back too, right? Yeah. And she kept running to the pool. She had been fine. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good flick, man. It's definitely if you like broken lizard stuff, if you like beer fest, and you like horror movies, Brittany right? Brittany Daniel in there, um, who mm-hmm. stars as uh, Jenny. She's in um, Joe Dirt. Oh yeah, she's mm-hmm. in. Um, she's the trans girl in uh, It's Always Sunny. That Mac. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, it is, isn't it? Huh? Yep. <laughs> she got that big bulge. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's hilarious when you think of it. It's I like when they, the comeback episode when she has it removed and she's married to a, a big black guy. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you gay? I get it," because he was with her when she had the dick. Yeah, and he <laughs> has like such issues with it. That's a great episode. Um, anyway, I guess that's all I have to say about that one. That's all I gotta say about that. You need that clip. That's true. That's all, <laughs> that's all I have to say, say about that. About that. That's right, man. He said it all. I just didn't feel like running no more. I'm not a smart man. But I know what but love I is. I can quote Forrest Gump. What the hell uh, are you looking for? Poking along? Your wife's box. This is top five. This is top five. This uh, top five... TV and film trios. Yes. Trios of people. TV and film trios. Brought to you by the number three. This is a hard list because what qualifies as a trio, you know, like... Three people. Well, do they got to be along through the whole movie? Is it part of a movie? Is it part of a show? How does it work, right? There's a lot of what-ifs. If I was an asshole, I would say the the Frog Brothers and Sam... Even though the Frog Brothers themselves are a duo, but you could still consider them a trio because they're they're the ones who are they're in that not, age range hanging out the whole movie. They're kind of a duo yes. before the movie, from exactly. But they're the, not a duo anymore once the movie exactly through the whole movie. Sam makes a them a trio. Yeah. Even I, in the sequels, they, they follow up. I didn't that include that just because you know. But yeah, well, think, then the same thing is Ghostbusters starts as a trio, then they add Winston, and in the second movie they do the same thing, right? So there's trios there. So what do you do with that? I personally left that off my list because. I think it's kind of asinine what they do to Winston, so I just left that off. It's my really only complaint about Ghostbusters is the treatment of him. There, I said it. <laughs> Who wants to go first? Nick? Nick, you're up. Number five. My number five. <laughs> Jack, Janet, and Chrissy from Three's Company. Well, Oh, wow, that's really inspiring. That. Jeez, thank you. Did you even watch that show? Oh, I love that show. I've never seen it. It was on, was it Nick at Night or TV Land? I watched I have the first season on DVD. I like it. It's a great show. It is. I agree. 
It's it's if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. Do you like the Roper era or the or the? I haven't watched it all. I'm like I digested it, but I did used to watch like reruns of it. I remember one time I was at Grandma Linda's and there was like a marathon, a marathon and I was watching it in the basement. <laughs> so, yeah, I was familiar, and I have the first season on DVD, and, and it's very low. Like, oh shit, this looks terrible, <laughs> but I'm sure it looked better later when they had higher budget and shit and more successful. Yeah, but I don't think it really change too much <laughs> so what's your number five alec number five blossom bubbles and buttercup i thought about that one too the powerpuff girls that's a good one they're I'm... fucking legendary and i watched that show as a kid i love be that on show. my top 10 for sure there's lots of cool interesting villains in that show but the powerpuff girls themselves are pretty interesting because that's they the, are uh, townsville exactly the town of Cityville. It, it's just a great film trio and they they they're trying to do a live action show for that right now, but, but they're they filming went, it. Yeah. Well, they were filming it and they'd completed filming of the pilot, but then they scrapped it and were like, no, we're going back to the drawing board because they didn't oh, like sure, what they really? filmed. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen with that? Maybe something, maybe nothing. Yeah. We'll see. I have to find that on the interweb. So my number five is freaks and geeks, Sam, Neil and bill fucking classic trio right there for a short lived program. I remember watching some episodes when it first aired, but, I don't think I watched the whole, what was it like an eight episode season or something? Or, uh, or I have more than that. But I don't I think in total it. there's like 12 or something, maybe 13. I don't know. I don't know if I watched them all, but I don't really remember. I have enough, the box so. set. Yeah, no, those three, though, are really what made up that show, right? Just their camaraderie there. And the geeks. You get a lot of their vibe in Stranger Things, right? A lot of Stranger Things character vibe comes directly from that. So, Nick, number four. The Three Amigos. Kind of an obvious easy one, but yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put it on my top three because I do love those people separately, but they're not the best together. Now, if you take out, like, Chevy Chase doesn't work well with the other two to me necessarily. There's a trio that I think that's out what, to me, I think. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I still think it's a good movie, and I do like it because I like yeah. filmmaking movies. I like comedies. I like a little, it's just a very interesting concept. It's like the precursor to Tropic Thunder and shit, but. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, that's a great movie. I didn't have, I mean, I'd say probably in top 10, but not top five for me. So, my number four is Blake, Anders, and Adam from Workaholics. Mm. That's a good number four. I like it. They, um, those dudes are badass. Uh, they're just, if you want to include Carl, it'd be a quad, but he's the director of the episodes and technically of that show, they were pretty much the stars. So, uh, but they always work well together, and they're doing a Workaholics movie now, and I look forward to seeing that. Yeah, that should be awesome. So my number four is The Big Lebowski. It's The Dude, Walter, and Donnie. Classic oh, trio right there. That one. That's a fucking good trio. Like, The Dude is there on his own enough, but, man, like, he's really rounded out well by those other guys, and it works so well. It's great. really ties the movie together. God damn it. <laughs> 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 That's what that makes me do. <laughs> All right. Nick. Number three. It's my turn already? Yeah. Luke, Leia, and Han from the Star Wars trilogy. Did you Google this? Yeah. And then you no. just picked from like, no, it's like this is like the no. standard like list that pops up if you like look on the internet. It literally is. I can't think of trios other than the obvious ones, though. But like I didn't think of Big Lebowski. That would have been one I probably would have put on my list had I thought of it. Uh-huh. Likely story. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, well, my number three is Larry, Richard, and Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. That's a good fucking trio <laughs> right there. Yeah. Even though Bernie is just a corpse, man. It doesn't matter. It, it works. It's still a trio. It I works. eat that shit up, and we're going to be meeting uh, Terry Kaiser this at Crypticon. Probably get some footage of that if I can. Sneak some in there. Maybe try to talk to him if he has a moment. I mean, if you pay for this stuff, and only they're going to bitch that you filmed it happening, right. maybe. But. Depends. They're a small enough con. That may not be a big deal for them. Yeah. Yeah, if it was a I mean, big con, they would definitely bitch, but. I'll have him sign my weekend at Bernie's VHS tape. And it's not a small con in a bad way. It's, it's just a horror con, so you just right. don't have the volume. So it's a great place to visit if you're looking for an excellent horror con in if the it, If it's a celebrity where you can Thanks, give them 10 bucks and take a picture at the table, they're probably okay with it. Yeah. So my uh, number three is the Workaholics crew. Blake, Adam, and Durs. Interesting. My number three there. And they're just fucking great. That show is so fucking underrated. I just wish they were doing more with that still I mean I know the movie's coming but it just feels like there's so much potential there mm-hmm. and I love their podcast too yes it's great alright Nick number two The Three Stooges <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ you actually like The Three Stooges yeah, I do. huh you actually eat this except for the <laughs> well I didn't hate the movie as much as my friend did but <laughs> I just don't care. I, I I guess I don't have hate for them, and I don't think they're, you know, they have their place or whatever. I, I get that and respect that, but I just don't give uh, any fucks. Three Stooges, yeah, I get their importance in film history, and I've seen some of their stuff, but I'm not like, oh, you know what I need to go watch? You know what I will watch over Three Stooges any day? Abbott and Costello. Way better. Well, you can put them on your duo list. Nope. Too late. All right, number two, Alec. <sighs> this is what I was laughing at is because we kind of had these swapped, but Sam, Neil, and Bill from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay, okay, perfect. Very nice. But I just, there's something about that show because it's comedy and drama that it works so well to me that I yes. connect so well to those characters. Um, well, if you, you know, growing up through those years as a human, you experience that bullshit. Well, it's like, like I was a sort of a geek and a freak in high school, somewhere between the two. Yeah. Always have been, I guess. Yeah, well, you're in good company. I'm here talking about some fucking movies on a podcast like a geek, but I'm also stoned as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, yeah. Freaks and geeks, all that shit rules, so that's my number two. Nice. Nick, number one. No, I didn't go to my number two yet. Fuck you, I don't Son care. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're over here. Are we going to cover Freaks and Geeks? Is that still... Yeah, probably. I'll watch it then. Ferris, Cameron, and Sloan. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm. My favorite spit roast. <laughs> that never happened on film film I was gonna say you don't know what happened behind the scenes alright Nick number one he was like where's the last place you want to see on today and she was like the Eiffel Tower and he was like I know what you mean (laughs) baby Cameron put your hands up put your hands in my number one is Kirk Spock and McCoy from Star Trek now fuck off (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding it's valid that's one. That's well, that's more respectful than other stuff because that wasn't on everyone's. Fucking and at least list. we know you actually really like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you love. Like Star you're Trek. passionate about. I've never heard you mention Three's Company before, but you know, there's a lot of things I don't mention. I love Three's. His Company. prostate massager is actually shaped like a Star Trek Comtech. Mm-hmm. My number two, number one. <clears throat> sorry, 
Yeah. Yeah. Brody, Hooper, and Quint. God damn it. From Jaws. That's my number one, too. The best fucking trio. Yes, that's a fucking trio right there at the end. Uh, for like the last fucking hour and a half or hour, I don't know how, an hour, an hour and a half. Like, but it's fucking the best. All the fucking stories on there when you really get to know. Quint that's all my favorite all part of that shit. movie in general. Yeah. Everything on the land before that's great too. But like, once it gets on the boat for that last fucking hour sequence or whatever it is, it's like, all right, here we are. Yes, this is my fucking dessert. Yeah, that's for sure. It. That's I can't wait. One. I'm like saving to watch it again the Fourth of July weekend. I always like to watch it. So yeah, everyone was watching for the anniversary. I'm like, no, that's a holiday. They usually weekend one. do one of those movies in the water where you float around in a pool and watch. Yeah, it. lots of people do those. Yeah, those. Are well, cool. I mean, like an official event or something. Uh, I like to go to that. Maybe this summer. Yeah, that'd be cool. Well, I've yeah. seen they've started them up already doing other movies, but yeah, some honorable mentions. Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Um. Fry, Leela, and Bender. Very close to being on my list. What about the Cornetta trilogy movies? A trilogy of movies as opposed to people? Well, yeah, the people in them. What is it? Simon, Nick, and Edgar? Edgar's not in them. He's the director. They still, I mean... I mean, it just does. It's a different kind of trio. Yeah, it's not I guess a starring more of thing. A film they're, a, they're a team for sure. Yeah. But if you went by those rules, then you'd have to include Kyle Newichek with the workaholics yeah that's true that's true um and batman and robin and batgirl and batman and robin just kidding i was gonna joke about that at one point um horrible bosses guys those are pretty good mm, movies you know they just yeah. it's not on my top five but they were they're good together yes that first one's really good the, the sanderson sisters in hocus pocus mm. mm-hmm. another good very interesting one but couldn't couldn't quite make the top uh the lone rangers the lone rangers Yep. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Lone Rangers from X-Files. Oh, yeah. That's another... Yeah. <laughs> Two low... I literally <laughs> like, wrote oh, it yes, down. Lone yes. Rangers, Lone Rangers, X-Files. That's a very good The point. Lone Rangers. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I had written down, though. Pretty good, uh, successful top five, I think. Mm-hmm. Let us know your top five film and TV trios. Uh, what what about my list did you like? What about Justin's list did you like? What about Nick's list did you dislike? Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. <laughs> the groan. Mm, I see how it is. Nick's over here doom scrolling already again. Mm. He's addicted to his phone. Addicted. Oh, doom, scrolling. Yeah. doom scrolling right now? You have nothing you need to be doing on your phone right now. You know what I just watched? Me pulling a can off some morons fist. Return of the Jedi. Did you see Alien? When that uh, creature was in that guy's stomach? <sighs> He is a great name, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Scooby-Doo, do you think he's hung? Dog genitalia on this podcast. Talking Scooby-Doo, 2002, baby. 2002. 31% Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. The interesting fact a lot of people forget about in this is that this was written... By James, James Gunn, Gunn and story by James Gunn. So um, directed by Raja Gosnell. Yes. What or else? Raja Gosnell. Uh, he did Scooby Doo Two: Monsters Unleashed. Okay. You know what's my, <laughs> the most disappointing part of this movie to me is that Scooby Doo. Oh, huh? Is that Scooby Doo's voice is not voiced by anyone classic? 
But his performance was great. It's. Uh... I mean, have you listened? Have you watched a lot of other Scooby Doo material that's been produced the last twenty years? Yeah, Justin. I'm just going Are by you... what I know classic from my childhood. Fuck your childhood. We're talking about the legacy of Scooby Doo here, and this is a guy who did a great fucking job at Scooby Doo. Yeah, they did a good job. And he's actually, for the last twenty years, has also been on and off voicing Shaggy when Matthew Lillard is unavailable. His mm. name is Scott Ines, by the way. Yeah, and he's actually uh, did a bunch of shit at uh, one of the theme parks in Australia. So he did a, I think it was a crash test dummies thing or something like that where he's like driving, doing stunt work and shit like that huh. too. And I was reading about him. He's an interesting character. But he's uh, Scooby in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Or uh, that's the wrong guy. Uh, Scott Ines is the guy who did Scrappy-Doo in this. Mm-hmm. He's the one who was also Scooby-Doo and Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, right behind me, uh, Witches, Ghost, Alien Invaders, and Cyber Chase. And he's the guy who's also Shaggy in a lot of other shit. The last three of those movies, too. What's interesting is they still had Frank Welker doing creature voices and Jess Harnell, which he's done a shitload of stuff if you look him up. So and The creatures in this movie are funny. Frank Welker was doing Fred and... Um, what's it called? And Scooby, I think, in the animated stuff at the time. But that's funny that he was doing creature effects, too. Yeah. And well, that's what he did on there. Like, you know, when you have that, you're like, oh, okay. But, uh, no, he's uh, it's good to see it. Like, he at least did some stuff when they're like, how you can have such a classic, iconic person not do a Let's big part of this Let's break movie. down this cast in general real quick here. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr.? Freddie Prince Jr. is Fred. Um, I guess not a terrible casting choice, necessarily. It's just kind of, eh, whatever. Apparently, the casting director wanted both. He wanted them to be played by a couple, and they were dating at the time, which is kind of stupid as fuck to me, but I don't know oh, if that's really? just a thing I've I read or not. they got married that year, too. But either way, he's the most underwhelming person of the of the group. I mean, he literally just has the looks that people were like going for at the time, right? And that's, yeah, he's very boring in, in his role. The, his most entertaining line is just showing that he's an asshole when he says, uh, Dorky chicks like you turn me on, too. Yeah, that was, yeah. And it's not funny, it's just kind of funny because he's a dick. It's fucking cringeworthy, because, like, I think we all know a chick in high school that was, like, nerdy or something, and then, like, you have all hear horror stories of, like, somebody seeing them on Facebook now trying to get in their pants and hit on them, like, oh, you're so hot, and you're like, you're a fucking asshole to them in high school. Fuck off. Wasn't he the star of She's All That also? Mm-hmm. Probably. With also had so Matthew Lillard in it. So it's basically him taking her and... Uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar mm-hmm. as Daphne is... Yep. Probably the other person who's not the best, but pretty decent. Like, um, she doesn't embody the cartoon Daphne at yeah, all, but I think so. her she makes performance her, isn't terrible. She and makes she, it like, her own I role. like her better yeah. than Fred. Yes. Yeah, she feels a little off, but I she's like, like how they her own addressed thing. the damsel in distress bullshit and were like, yeah, now she learns karate and some badass bitch. Yeah, like her fight scene near the end is pretty fucking badass. Like, I love that. That was a Which good little scene. Is the fucking MXPX Scooby Doo cover? Yep. Never even realized that when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, now, the two two real shiners from this movie, um, the first being obvious, but I'm going to skip down to Linda Cardinelli. Yes. Cardellini. <laughs> I always fuck her name up. Um, from Freaks and Geeks, oddly yep. enough. Um, which is funny, because... We talked... We had a Freaks and Geeks on our top five. Sam mm-hmm. Levine was in Scoob... Uh, fucking club dread and she's in this this all carries over it's all in universe um as velma and she 
capture the mannerisms of Velma very well. Yes. The, she, you can tell she's mimicking the cartoon. Yes. And that's why she's great. And uh, she's a babe also. So that works. And they show off a lot of her cleavage in this movie later on. There is a... For a kid's family-friendly movie, there is a lot of cleavage in this yeah. movie. I don't think anyone's complaining, but you're just like... When I was watching this, like I don't remember there being this much boobage going on watching this as a kid. And now you're watching, you're like, Jesus Christ, who do they make yeah. this for? The dads or the kids? Mm. I don't know, but I like it. <laughs> and I liked it then. <laughs> <laughs> when I was 11, I was like, oh, boobies. You know what I mean? Like, oh, when you're yeah. a kid, especially, especially like 11, 12-year-old boy, you're like, wait a minute. Boobs are pretty cool. And then uh, that's... And then it's all from downhill from there. And then you wonder why there's like every cosplaying girl out there has like some sort of Velma Daphne like mm. duo cosplay <laughs> of like them like we're next to nothing. You're like, okay, this uh, really set us up for that. Um, Obviously, let's get to the man himself. Sugar Ray. Neil Fanning was Scooby-Doo. But you must mean uh, Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. No, or Matthew that. goddamn Lillard. Who is one of my favorite actors of all time. As Shaggy. Yeah. He fucking kills it in this role. Like, he's the thing that... He carries this movie on his fucking back with his massive cock dragon between his legs. Mm-hmm. Even if like, you read reviews now, like, the reviews are still saying, like, he is the backbone of this movie. Like, he's the only thing that really makes it decent. Yes. Well, the like fact I said, that... his interactions with Scooby-Doo, which are based on his performance. So, yes. Yes. And the fact that there was no Scooby-Doo on set. Like, I don't even know if they were CGIing over, like, a puppet head in there, like sometimes they would do, just for frame of reference. I think but, they might have sometimes had, like, a stuffed little Scooby they put But, like, there, but. he is, like, legit acting with himself, and it's so fucking perfect, because, like, I like the way he's, like, looking, and, like, when they animated Scooby in there, like, I'm not a huge fan of the Scooby design itself. It's a little kind of silly to me. But the way Matthew I like the Scooby-Doo did, design, um, especially for the times. Like, they couldn't have done much better. Especially with trying to do live action, you know. What I'm I mean? not saying it looks bad. I mean, it looks like a. Don't this, talk shit about the good things in this movie. It's like a combination of a real Great Dane with the cartoon Scooby, mm-hmm. which is what throws me off. Like they have fur details on there. Like just do one or the other. Like make them all real fucking silly looking. Well, you can't do one. Of the, I like it. I like that design. It's kind, of a, it's kind of a hybrid there. So. Um. Um. What? I have a bunch of notes for this movie. Um, I was going to say it's, it's, the score is nostalgic to me. It's a very fascinating little spooky, uh, shit that goes on. Mm-hmm. I do like how it opens almost reminds me of like a James Bond movie where they open up with an action wrapping sequence. up something, yeah. yeah, a previous mission on how it might possibly tie into something later, but it doesn't here. Like some James Bond ones are standalone where it's just kind of like him wrapping something up. Yeah, and then some, some of them, like, circle back to it. Like, Goldeneye re- leads right into it. It's very relevant. Yes. But it still feels like he wraps something up. Yeah, the later movies... Until you watch the rest of it. The later movies tend to connect more than the earlier ones. Yeah, so... That's pretty cool. I like how you see them bust somebody, and they're all in their OG outfits, so Fred has his fucking goofy hair and ascot mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. And then comes... One of the worst cameos of any fucking movie ever released. Pam Anderson? Like, what the fuck are you doing in Scooby-Doo, Pam Anderson? Why the fuck are you in a children's movie to begin with, you piece of trash? Sorry, I just have no respect for her. I don't know why. 
That was just one of Never those weird cameos. Good. Like, yeah, why do you have a porn star, essentially? Like, yeah, Baywatch and all that other shit. Like, why do you have her in here? Like, and this is after the Tommy She's, Lee She looks tape, like so. the exact type of thing. I don't know. Maybe this might come off. I don't think it comes off as misogynistic or anything. But, like, I was Too just going to say, like, she she comes off as just gnarly in, like, a leathery fucking tanned bag that looks like Donald Trump with fucking fake tits that just, I don't know, everything just looks yeah, wrong. It's kind of weird to think that she looked that way 20 years ago. Well, yeah, she's plastic now, so she looks the same. Hmm. Like a goddamn action figure. NRFB, yeah. baby. Well, yeah, you look at, like, Baywatch, and, like, there's completely different. But by the time Look at her fucking what, home improvement? Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the same human? It's like Michael Jackson level of difference. Yeah. Minus, even the skin color's different. Yeah. It is. You become orange. She's Donald Trumpian, like, I don't yeah. know. That's, That's just lot. my rant about Pamela Anderson, but I've never liked her or anything she's been in i mean so you guys so, never gonna review whatever. barbed wire nope jason, sounds like trash jason's been wanting me to ask you guys sounds like trash whatever it is <laughs> loves fuck pamela anderson and i don't mean that in a good way um <laughs> but that just reminded me of one of the other worst cameos i've ever seen in a movie what's that the other scoob movie that came out remember they had to put fucking simon cowell in that randomly oh yeah like what the fuck these people aren't relevant anymore. Pamela Anderson really wasn't relevant in 2002. Maybe 1997. What year was Simon Cowell in a Scooby? The Scooby animated movie that came out last year. Oh, the one that just came out? Yeah, they animated him and everything. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's, yeah, that's a little late for him. Maybe put somebody... I mean, I would understand even like John Cena, who was a meme. I mean, mm -hmm. still a little bit of a meme, but I'm saying that's like... He was popular in the zeitgeist like five or six years ago i wouldn't have even put him in there but i'm just using that as an example of like a halfway mark between like they weren't even using people that well, just simon gone out of style like simon cowell nobody gives a fuck about him anymore kids gave a fuck about simon cowell ever so no yeah and he's a fucking asshole so like why are you trying to put a cameo in there that's relevant he's another plastic surgery disaster too oh yeah. what's up with these fucking cameo choices i don't think i've seen him recently which by the way i'll also bring up real quick scooby-doo 2 uh monsters unleashed i watched that Another American Idol connection. They had that fucking Ruben guy singing at the end of it. Oh, and I was just like, I literally turned it off. I got pissed. I was like, oh, I'm getting fucking mad now. Do you like the Sugar Ray cameo in this one? Doesn't he a DJ or some shit in there or something? Yeah, he's performing live. Yeah. They're band singing, but yeah, I don't he's know. He's like possessed already. I mean, I think it's dumb, but I don't hate it anywhere near as much as Pamela Anderson or things. An actual musician playing a musician, whatever, but like Pam Anderson could have been well, anybody it, coming out of Nobody even bin. instantly recognizes him except people from the 90s that were there. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> everybody knows who Pamela Anderson and Simon Cowell are only because of old shit and nobody gave a fuck anymore. I don't know. Yeah, That's me ranting about that. Uh, the Mystery Machine is hot as fuck in this movie. Mm-hmm. Sexy. It's the only thing that's on this movie. You just don't you don't hardly get any mystery machine, but you don't really need it. Like you see it enough to know that okay, okay, that's cool that they they had it there. But it's not. It's I mean that thing's it's so iconic. It's kind of its own character. So it is. But it's on an island, so you don't really. Scooby need Doo it. has the potential to make me cry in all these movies too, when they try to do the sad shit. So like oh when, like yeah, him and Shaggy and stuff being him and Shaggy yeah. being alone together as soon as everybody leaves and he says do I quit? And he's like no, Scoob, friends don't quit. <laughs> yeah but yeah. just the the scooby he's crying and shit and i'm like oh man the dog stuff gets me dog and human relationships yeah yeah fucking gets to me in movies um then they shoot over to showing the uh 
mystery machine with smoke pouring out. And Shaggy says, and I quote, this is primo. Talk about toasted. Yeah. Uh, more marijuana an, jokes. Yes. they making eggplant burgers? Exactly, yes. because eggplant Shaggy's burgers. a vegetarian at this point in the continuity. They finally gave him that, so oh, he's a vegetarian okay. in this movie. Yep. Eggplant burgers. Chocolate-covered eggplant burgers. Yeah. And their, um, uh, their food combinations in this movie are hilarious because they just sound so gross, but you're just like, all right. You coming over to talk about Scooby-Doo? A good boy day? knows when a good boy's being talked about. That's our esteemed mascot, Mr. Booger. You can't see him on camera, but he's here getting a head scratching. He's sophisticated and refined with his gray beard. Um, oh, well. We don't go any place with the word spooky, haunted, forbidden in the title. Or hydrochronic. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically... That's hilarious because it's like, like well, a fa- uh, fucking medical enema term, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like they don't like to have water shoved up their ass. And that's hilarious that Scooby says that, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, he's been to the vet; he knows what's up. <laughs> There's jokes like that that are great in this movie. That's why I'm. Yeah. I still think it's a fucking masterpiece. That's my first page of notes. Uh, woohoo! Oh, uh, so Mary Jane on the airplane. First, well, Scooby Doo is the grandma is fucking hilarious. Yes, it's stupid, and um, it's who, totally would, who would buy that? And then Fred, yeah, who's yeah that's enough. like Fred. That like, who is that hideous thing or something like that? But that's like a great comedy line for children. Oh yeah, because kids are giggling at that. Yeah, like that's one of the things that I watched this with my kids on Sunday. So Father's Day, it was like, okay, you're watching Scooby Doo with me, and that was one of the scenes they legit laughed at. And then it wasn't till the monsters were there at the end. And, like, they were laughing at all the shenanigans going on with that. And I love the monsters in this movie. Like, they they look... Yeah, they look decent enough. But, like, they I love like how they... shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. The monsters are the worst part, too, of the looking. Especially Scrappy's shit. Oh, when Scrappy transforms is the worst bit of CGI trash in this movie. We'll get there. We'll get there. But, no, the monsters I love just because they give me Gremlins vibes. And then, you know, getting out in the sunlight and they explode and everything. Like, those things are... Uh, I like that stuff. That was good got lots of uh little notes about this stuff there's um i love rowan atkinson as emila montevarius mm-hmm. and he's uh has the lines oh i can be spooky i can be the claws oh uh, no you wouldn't run want to run into me in the dark alley now would you yeah <laughs> and then like scary. when they say you know they're explaining that he's um a suspect like yeah you're a bit creepy and he's like i suppose i am or something like that yeah. Oh, the um, over here to see me now. I like when they're hanging out the first night and then um, the bar guy gets a phone call. Oh, yeah. Uh, is there Mr. Do here? <laughs> <laughs> Melvin Do? And yeah. he's like, no, uh, Scooby. And then they bring him back at the end, too. Yeah. Yeah. Sure well, you don't want Melvin Do? Thank you for ruining the whole purpose of my discussion, Nick. Oh, okay. Thank you for that. That was cool. So, moving along there, um, the voodoo scene with the voodoo ritual mm-hmm. is kind of interplayed with the seed where Scooby's looking for the hamburgers, because that's what the yes. voice on the phone call said. Yeah. And he's out there saying, Hamburgers? Hamburgers, where are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he finds the bag and it lights up on the tree. That's good. And um, then they fling that monster and it hits the roller coaster ride. Yeah, that rules. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the voodoo guy, though, is, of course, Miguel Nunez. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You want to tell us what else he's in, Nick? He's in Friday Thirteenth Part Five. He's in Juana Man, <laughs> and he's in Return of the Living Dead. That's the other one I was thinking of. And I think there's one more in my head somewhere, but those are the main ones. And this does like that whole thing where you don't know who the villain is, right? There's a bunch of people, and they all kind of turn out to be working on the island. So, like, are they really involved or not? Again, just like Club Dread. Exactly. Beautiful. Uh, so they go to the castle. Um, I like the Scooby snack scene. You have to put that in there. Oh, yeah. It's one. good to put in, you know, you throw one one, one Scooby in. snack into each episode of the, sh- the show, you throw one into the movie. Yeah, with a meal. Yeah, and he gives them the Scooby snacks. Um, also, when uh, Shaggy has the line... Oh, reminds me of the time we tried to eat the guy in the hot dog costume. Oh, yeah. He's like, you eat plastic. He's like, you drink out of the toilet. So do you. So do you. Um, oh, there's a cat poop joke in there, too, I think, I want to say. Yeah, that's later on. Okay, because I remember that with the kids because that was cracking Pete up. They find the uh, brain, one of the brainwashing videos for the things, and they have the... Uh, the classic line I like in there is when the guy's angry in the first take and he bumps him and he's like, oh, sorry, bro. And he goes, I will crush your bones into dust. And he like smashes his glass in his hand. <laughs> um, also, this has the best fart scene of any movie ever. Oh, yeah, the Scooby and Shaggy It's fart actually scene. funny. I like how Scooby's pulling his fucking tail to make the fart louder and shit. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, dog, if he could, he would do that to be an ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, are you challenging me? Yeah. Which became like a meme, too, for a while. And you see him, like, swallowing air and stuff. I'm not stopping until your hair's singed off, he says. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. fucking amazing. Uh, I love all of that. That's a... Like, I don't laugh at a lot of fart and shit jokes often. They gotta be we really make good. a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's classic. Oh, and then they top it off with another good one when he's in the knight's outfit. Farts oh, yeah. next to the candle and it lights us all suit on fire yes. real quick. <laughs> yes, the little fire burst. Yes, that fucking rules. Yeah, that was a classic one. Um, Scrappy Doo when they do the flashback telling about him and he pees on pees Daphne. On, yes, and I love the little sigh look, like as as he's peeing on her. She says he's peeing on me, and he goes, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah." <laughs> Which is hilarious because when you're first watching that the first time, you're like, oh, okay, no big deal. Like, oh, that's a cute little funny Scrappy-Doo reference in there, right? And he's yeah. a little shit. Um, when Fred says to Scooby, uh, this is the most embarrassing thing you've done since you decided to clean your beans at Don Knotts' Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rules. <laughs> like, how is that not amazing? Uh, that's a classic one there. Yeah. And then Scooby-Doo like, thinks about it, and then he goes, <laughs> Um, then they have the Scooby-Doo, where are you, montage after Shaggy oh, yeah. yells out, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Yeah. Which is pretty... It's fun. well done there, right? Yeah. It's fun. It's calling back, obviously, to the original. Um, they reference Coolsville a couple times, and Coolsville High and shit, which is cool, because that's in the actual show. All, a bunch of them. Yeah, you can tell they did the research when writing it, but also kind of made it a parody of itself at certain times, which works. Originally, it was supposed to be much more of a parody than it ended up, but um, 
they did CGI cleavage out of this movie because there was too much of hot ass titties. <laughs> and uh, studios are like, kids don't like titties, I guess. But trust me, kids like titties. Mm-hmm. I think everyone likes titties. Titties like titties. Yeah. Um, another great line from Scooby is uh, when they're being attacked after everybody's possessed. And uh, he's like, why is Fred in a bad mood? Yeah. And he's like, he's not in a bad mood. He's possessed. The little floating heads flying around are kind of funny when they're down in the cave. Yeah. Like, those actually look pretty good, too. Like, I, if you ever wondered what, like, a late 90s Ghostbusters was going to look like, that's CGI somewhere right between there, yes. that and Men in Black. Yes. That's what you would have gotten in. So be thankful. Um, what's funny is how Scream exists and Matthew Lillard's in that, right? Mm-hmm. And there's kind of a movie that's kind of a knockoff of Scream in ways, um, at least people view it that way, and in terms of promotional materials and everything, et cetera, like that. I know what you did last summer, which mm-hmm. stars Freddie Prince Jr. and has Sarah yes. Michelle Gellar in it as well. Uh, Starring horror movies, and then they're playing in this, yeah. This movie ends with uh, the pepper scene, when they're eating the peppers. Oh, the hot peppers, yeah. Which is just great, because in Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, which came out in 99... They are on Louisiana in the bayou, and they're eating a bunch of hot peppers in that, too. It's like a thing, jars of hot peppers. So Yeah, that really cracked the kids up when we watched that, man. They were laughing so hard one night. They were both spitting, and the smoke left the building after they both downed the whole jar. So. Yeah, fucking excellent. Yeah, it, it holds up pretty well. It's still a fun movie. Definitely a good time to watch. Definitely, definitely. Definitely a good movie to watch. Um, I will say, my biggest gripe with it is that Scrappy-Doo's the villain. Like... Regardless of how you feel about Scrappy-Doo as a character, if you like him, if you don't, it was fucking stupid to have him be the villain. Like, what the fuck is that? It's like Jim Phelps being the villain in the Mission Impossible movie. No. Yes, it is. It's exactly like that. No. This is way more beloved than Mission Impossible could ever hope to be. But, I mean, having... Like I just guy. mean Scrappy-Doo's not... Scrappy-Doo is a beloved character. There's fucking children's lunchboxes with him on there. Is yeah. there with that guy? He's not as culturally relevant is why I'm saying. It's not as much of a betrayal. There was people. probably Mission Impossible because, lunchboxes back in the day. For example, I've never watched the original Mission Impossible. Yeah. But I've watched the original Scooby-Doo. You know how many people like there, like that that exist? More than the opposite. More people are like you. Mission Impossible has become a movie franchise, and no one gives a fuck about the TV series anymore. Most modern people don't. They just associate yeah. it all with their... Scooby-Doo, on the other hand, is a media conglomerate. I'm not comparing popularity. I'm saying... You're comparing pain, which is not what we're here to do. A good guy character from the TV show is the villain in the movie. That's the connect, what I'm comparing. Yeah. I, I, and it's kind of surprising and something you don't really see coming. I wouldn't say that. You see it coming in Mission Impossible, unless you're a moron. No, but like not <laughs> not watching the movie, but before you've seen the movie, you wouldn't have expected Jim Phelps to be the villain. Like you wouldn't have expected All right, anyway, Scrappy Scooby-Doo. to be the villain in this. But no, mm-hmm. I just, just I don't no. need to compare the two. Scrappy Doo is just it's it's. Uh, it's the just, thing is, the flashback scene with Scrappy Doo is hilarious. It's great, and that works. And you then you, just had when that, you that's, yeah. yeah, and then when, when you realize like that's it, what a like, setup, you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. that's. I mean, since he's a little shit there, like you get it, right? He's kind of an ass. Yeah, it's just so fucking annoying. It's like he, he's not he, even a puppy; he has a gland issue. 
Yeah, and then you get the issue of yeah, he's <laughs> he's a little shit. Is he? Wasn't he like Scooby's nephew? He is Scooby's nephew, but yeah. he's not in the movie. Yeah, so and that's how you treat your too. nephew. You just throw him on the side of the fucking road. Oh, too. is his nephew in the movie also? Yeah, they keep that continuity there. Oh, I'm not sure that yeah. makes sense. Then. It's it's kind of. Well, I thought they the could have done something different, but at the same time, if it's uh, if it started out more as a satire spoof, I get that. But no, I don't. I don't time, get it in any circumstances. I won't tolerate it. I'm well, James Gunn, if you're listening, let's box. We'll do one of those celebrity boxing matches and make a billion dollars that everybody's doing. We can box. Uh, you can dress up as Scrappy Doo. I'll dress up as Scooby Doo and <laughs> fucking. I'd actually pay to watch that. Pummel your ass for watch talking about writing this movie this way. I'll just tell him to so punch you want to beat up Scrappy to show how mad you are at how they treated Scrappy? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> I said it's irrelevant. <laughs> you should dress up as Scrappy and just but at the very beginning of James this, Gunn. I said it's irrelevant. How do you feel about Scrappy? Because there's people who dislike his character right. and who like them. Both but you didn't sh- like Scrappy being the villain. But you because people who didn't like him were like, "Why is he in this fucking movie at all? I hate this." And people who liked him were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Yeah, why, and then when they roid him all out... Why not just make fucking Fred monster? the villain? He's the fucking so people, straight white man. So, He's the real villain. So people who don't like Scrappy didn't like him being in the movie either? Yes. They he thought would, it was horse shit. No. Hmm. He still gets shit for that. I do love when Emil comes out as the... Uh, out of the cage with like the long hair. He's like, little bastard <laughs> made me into a, a robot version of me and tr- kept me trapped in here for years. Fucking Saddam Hussein looking ass. <laughs> yeah, when he comes out of there, which is funny because that hadn't happened at that time, I don't think. Uh, for another year or so. Yeah, I was about to think. Yeah. A year or two. Pretty timely, though. It's like predicting the future, I suppose. <laughs> uh, so that's Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo! Woohoo! Also, there's lots of boobies in this movie. So, Same thing with Club Dread. So yes, if you're a fan of, of bikinis, but bare cleavage. Club Dread. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a few in there. There was more... Bare boobs and that than Scooby Doo. Well, do you think so? <laughs> Thanks for that general life advice, Captain Obvious. I guess we're gonna close it out. Yeah, we should. We now return to the real Ghostbusters. Diane, 11:30 a.m. February 24th, entering the town of Twin Peaks. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Bill Murray is the funniest man on the planet. Episode by episode. One of my favorite quotes from Freaks and Geeks. I love that I put that in there. That's Bill Murray's the funniest man on the planet. Do you? Yeah, when he's talking know? to his stepdad or the guy his mom's dating in that episode. Yeah, it's Biff. Oh yeah, that is Biff Tannen. Tom, Thomas Wilson, and he's talking there with him. Yeah, because he's, he's talking about how he saw stripes because his his coach is dating his mom. Yeah, and he in didn't that get stripes. He didn't know it. Yeah. yeah, he fucking no. He thought it was. He starts talking shit on Bill Murray. He's like, Bill Murray's a wise ass fucking hate that guy and somebody needs to teach that guy a lesson yeah and he was like bill murray's the funniest Funny man, man on the alive. planet <laughs> yeah. you couldn't even get the quote right and it's in our theme song <laughs> i don't give a shit <laughs> fucking this guy over he here played it. luke i am your father motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> i mean technically luke's father fucked his mother luke i'm your so. father is a quote from tommy boy uh, not star wars luke. luke yeah just like how you like to quote Cable Guy and not Silence of the Lambs, but you didn't know it was that. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Fuck, I do what I want. <laughs> I go by what I know, and I know Cable Guy more than Silence of the Lambs. What a crime. It's a product of the 90s, son. So season two... They're both 90s movies. 
Yeah, but I wasn't watching as many fucking like violent rated R movies at the time, so Silence and Lamb wasn't on like my same. So Twin Peaks season two, episode seven, Lonely Souls. Lonely Souls. What do you think about this episode? Lonely, 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 lonely. I like seeing uh, Harold's feet swinging around and swinging those juicy things. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fucked up. If you're if you need help, seek treatment. (laughs) Jesus Christ. So yeah, if you're not aware, Harold is the. uh, the botanist that uh, commits suicide in this episode. And so, yeah. Oh, God. That's hilarious. I'm sorry. That's fucking sick. You're sick, Mom. You know, that's just sick. Did you ever yeah. add that to the goddamn soundboard? No, I couldn't find a good Fuck. rip of it. Pissing me off here. Damn! That's well, acceptable in this moment. That's acceptable. Holy shit! Fucking A, man. That's always good. David Lynch saying fucking A, man. I'll take that any day. So, oh my god! Sorry, just going a little berserk there with the soundboard. <laughs> You're it's just fun. like clicking buttons. Like, ooh, this is fun. Booger, don't unplug anything. You just sat down on a bunch of cables. It's like I do what I want. Grown ass man dog. Um. So Harold has basically just decided in his life he's fucking over this shit. Mm-hmm. He's over dealing with he it. He couldn't leave his house anyway, so. It was an ugly tree anyway. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, that's, yeah. Agoraphobia is a serious problem for people. So. Seek help. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm a fucked up human who's really struggled myself. That's why I laugh Well, that's it. why we do make all these jokes. We've all had our own personal issues with this stuff. So if we seem insensitive, it's a coping mechanism. Yeah, for sure. Because we're just uncomfortable inside. <laughs> Sometimes that's outside, bad. too. Um... You thanks, Dad, yourself, you yes. son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. I have to do the soundboard operating for myself as well. Oh, okay. I just don't see you do that very often, so. Well, I try not to, I'm not trying to, like, toot my own horn and make myself the funniest person. I try to enhance everything. I don't try to just throw them in there for enhance. no reason. But sometimes enhance. I do. Um, what happens after that, guys? I didn't watch it this week, mm-hmm. but I've seen this series 100,000 times. I remember how the episode ends. Well, they have the one-armed man up it at the hotel. Me. It was the one-armed man. And they're searching for Bob. Bob. Bob's human host is basically what they're looking for up there. So they have Mike. That's his name, I think, of the shoe salesman. Philip Gerard is his name, but Mike is the spirit Alter that inhabits him. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool to see all that. But that's actually going on before you see that uh, Hawk has found Harold dead. And then Bobby and Shelly are f- discussing their finances, and then you got the whole plot line of the shoes going on. New shoes. New shoes. Leo. New shoes. New shoes. That's a big thing from this show. Yeah. New shoes. New shoes. <laughs> Leo's sitting there drilling oatmeal. Yeah. Fuck yeah, he is. I love how it keeps startling. Leo deserves this existence. <laughs> it's the best, though. And I love how it keeps startling Shelly and Bobby like mm-hmm. once in a while by saying something. No shoes. And you're like, see, he's not there. They got all <laughs> scared again. Um, I love how they find his boots, though, and get the micro cassette out of there, you know, because mm-hmm. they knew something's going on with that. No shoes. It's good. It's good. Yes. And the guy that's playing Leo is doing a good job, like being in that state and like getting slapped around and fucked with because, you know, how hard it would be to stay in character when. People are literally just fucking around with you like that. I mean, right. that'd be tough. He's like pinches like his... Yeah. Pinching his face and he's just like got a drool. skin or something. You'd have to do 
would also be very easy to just to be in his position for the rest of the season shooting schedule. Can you imagine just be no. like, all right, come and act like a vegetable now, and then just, <laughs> yeah. just be like, easy money. Put some oatmeal in his mouth. Yeah, like dress same. No shoes. Yeah, <laughs> no shoes. And cut. Like, could, could you say that a little more boring, please? <laughs> yeah. And then his drooling, like some of his drooling, you can clearly tell he's like spitting up a bunch of saliva like an asshole. And you're like, <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. I love Leo in this state. Did the, Is this, they haven't had those, his birthday party yet, have they? Is that this episode? No, it's not, not in this episode. I thought okay. they did that last episode. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they slammed. I must have missed that they scene. They got the then. cake all over him and shit. Yeah, yeah that's great. Space of the mess. I love that fucking whole scene. The, I love that's the picture of him sitting there like this with the sunglasses and the hat on, just fucking unconscious basically. Yeah. Well, the other thing, so you know, Shelly and Bobby are discussing the finances. They're not going to be able to afford everything, and like mm-hmm. they got forty-two dollars after everything's all said and done. Forty-two dollars. How am I going to live off forty-two dollars? She's like, I have to quit the job. Her job at the diner goes through all that. But Tomajura being Catherine is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like That's it makes hilarious. so much sense because like when I, Alec didn't want to reveal so much because I, I always forget this part. And then I'm like, God damn! Like this is terrible. Like this is really fucking offensive. Like this is fucked up. Like someone's clearly like impersonating an Asian person. I'm like, what is going on? You're with wondering this? if the show is just that racist of casting at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you seriously are, and then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, because after she kisses Pete and he fucking breaks the plate or whatever, Catherine, hey, you're it's alive, me. yeah, and you're like, okay, well, at least that went somewhere better than I thought it was going Take to. Take out your cock, Pete. <laughs> Beef steak. There was a cock in the percolator. And by percolator, we mean pussy. <laughs> I was gonna say vagina, but pussy. If you want to say that, there was a cock in the pussilator. And then Nadine is hilarious in this episode because she's just fucking going nuts, like in this whole like persona where she's lost her mind. I love when they go to the diner and they're like, "Oh, how long have you been working here? Uh, about six weeks, right?" She's like, 20 years. Mm-hmm. Twenty years. <laughs> Flying DeLorean. Haven't seen one of those in twenty, 20 years. years. <laughs> yeah, basically. So. I'll see you again in 25 years. No, so this is a good episode. It's it's fun. Um, are we going to talk about this ending, I guess, with one of the most horrifying things in these shows? Did you just look at a watch that's not there? Oh, no. The, uh, I was looking at my fucking <laughs> Scott, like, wound that's on my hand. you're Chevy Chase there. That's still one of the wounds from his cat attacking him, trying to take his life. <laughs> yes. Attempt of my life. No, the ending of the episode gets kind of gnarly after the whole fucking murder um well let's talk about that first leland is like putting on gloves right Mm -hmm. and he's like talking to his niece i missed what happened to the mom she was on the ground she he's basically it's implied that he's been putting her to sleep when he does fucked up shit yeah i think he's when he gets possessed he fucking date rapes her so she passes out and he can do whatever he wants yeah, Bob basically, yeah, passed, yeah. Well, I don't know if he's using chloroform or what. They don't really imply. Yeah, I think just, it's pills in her drink. Yeah, you just well, see yeah, that she's, she's passed out She's kind of conscious, anyway. crawling on the ground, and then she's out. So um, so he is fucking terrifying in this scene. And when he's in the mirror, I love that seeing Bob reflecting back at him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that guy playing Bob is so good in this. Like, it's so fucking creepy. He's great. He's a fucking set decorator. Yeah, and that's Bob. It's great, yeah. Um, 
He's terrifying, and he fucking chases her around the room. And I love how it gets in slow motion, and like the audio is all fucking distorted, and like it's zooming back and showing that it's Leland, but it's also Bob possessing Leland. Uh, that scene's just done so well, especially for like TV of the time. It's like you can tell it's very timely, but it works sure. so well. And I also think I probably like it so much because of the nostalgia factor of oh, this definitely feels like some. 90s tv horror well it works and it still holds up because it's fun and you know it's it's a it's it's just a terrifying scene to watch because you're like watching him fucking just corner her and murder the shit out of her and laughing about it yes yeah he's basically taunting her as he's doing through this whole thing so you're getting in more into the lore and the weird shit now and then obviously when he kills her then he takes the fucking letters and you use an X-Acto knife and shoves it up underneath the fucking fingernail. And you're just like, I couldn't watch. I had to fucking cover my eyes. Like, I can't. There's certain things that just gross me the fuck out. Well, it's, you know, because the other two bodies <laughs> were found that way. Laura Palmer had one under yep, her fingernail. Yep, and that, exp- that makes sense now after you see that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's little things that get pay off. And there's a lot of things that never get explained. But this is one of them that you happen to be rewarded by Mr. Lynch. How funny is it, too, that the actress that plays Laura Palmer, uh, Sherilyn, uh, Cheryl Lee, uh... Fucking hilarious. He gets to play two characters and they both get killed. One yeah. is killed before the show even fucking starts, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, here you are. But that's also kind of unique, though, because then you are you still get a roll out of there and, you know. Yeah. Well, then Fire Walk With Me takes place before the yeah. first season, so you get to see her last week is what they called it, basically. Well, yeah, last, that- yeah, but... Last seven days of Laura Palmer. I have the Fire Walk With Me VHS advertisement hanging up over there. That's a beautiful advertisement, by the way. I agree. I need to get that on VHS. And I did make an Instagram post today of the other Twin Peaks VHS I have, because I have the whole series, but just not the Fire Walk With Me yet. So that's where we're at. Uh, So if you're watching along with us, this leaves Netflix on June 30th, so... Hulu still wanna, has it. If you yeah. want to watch ahead though without ads, go for it. Unless you got the ad-free version of Hulu, so. Um, what yeah. I do? I have this whole series in Firework Me on Blu-ray. I don't have the Return on Blu-ray yet. I used to, but whole situation there. Yeah. Hey, I wonder There's if Booger's on dog. camera. Yep, oh, okay. there he is. There's the good boy. Who's the best? Can I get in the a world? dog kiss? Oh, we're filming the dog kiss. Oh, you bunch of perverts out there! I see you. We see you watching. Just, I'm getting a healthy kiss from my son on the lips like Tom Brady. If we were on YouTube more. Live, you could get a tip <laughs> for getting a dog kiss, I bet. People would be like, oh, yeah, we'll give you That's a tip. fucked up. <laughs> Super comment or whatever the hell they call that. Nobody Super commented chat. on uh, Justin's headband he's wearing. Oh, yeah. Started work on the Frog Brothers cosplays we're going to be doing. Yep, I got my headbands in and washed, so I figured I'd throw one on today. I've got our frog name tapes for the Ghostbusters mashup in, so expect some cool Sweet. shit coming. But uh, let's take it on home. Let's uh, let's take it on home. Oh shit! What the fuck was that? I think he hit his arm on the leg of the table while he walked over it. Oh, poor guy! I think that that just sucks. Sounds like a thud. Sounds like his goddamn head smashed. If you wonder what that was, Nick kicked the dog because he's an animal abuser. We're about to kill him. Say bye bye to Nick. Um. I think that about covers everything. Like, like, just you know, go to our YouTube if you haven't, and subscribe to things. Also, join our Facebook group, Frog Bros Video. Search mm-hmm. us up and uh, hit request to join. We have almost a hundred members already. 
Um, I don't think any of them give much of a shit about some of the posts in there, but hey, come and join our posts. Um, there's some shit posting going on in there, but it's not like traditional. There's good posts, and then shit. there's Nick's posts. My posts which are good. About half of them are, and then half of them are just like random shit of a hand jerking off a corn cob, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this on our page <laughs> that for? That's great. No, that's that's a bannable <laughs> offense. It's irrelevant. Yeah, I know. I saw your gif. <laughs> Hey, I was trying to put something on there that I saw, so I wasn't sitting there with no content. I'd rather have no content than shit. <laughs> There's plenty of people that like the corn on the cob video. Anyway, uh, subscribe to all of our shit. Yeah, like and subscribe. All right, Boogie, Peace say good night. Good traumatizing this dog. First you kick him, and then you drop your phone and scare him. I'm sorry, Booger. Shut this off. Shut these all off.